What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 151 of the Decode Podcast. This is the Bicardi episode. Shots, 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 shots. Do you know why why is why is the rum gone? Is the rum gone? I'm sorry. Anyways, guys, uh, this is our podcast episode. Uh, right behind me is the, uh, behind me for our live viewers is the Doug Bowser hype train. <laughs> what is this cursed background? What cursed background? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's amazing. This is this is the Doug Bowser hype train. <laughs> and being the uh, ever grateful reminder to please hype responsibly. No, uh, it's, it's my spring break, and I'll do what I want. <laughs> so it is June, which means we are already. Halfway through the year, <laughs> my son's in chat. It's awesome. Hi. <laughs> um, we're halfway through the year, and uh, that means there's only like another half year left of gaming. But seeing that it doesn't we are, feel like it. it doesn't feel like <laughs> it. But we are in June, which means uh, it's the summertime, and summer is what we gamers love to think about. When it comes to showcases like E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, which is essentially Nerd Christmas, it hasn't felt that way in, in a, a long time. Years, but this year is uh, pretty exciting. No, because so, I think the la- I think the last Nerd Christmas one was the 3DS announcement with how Nintendo pulled that off. Maybe 3DS is attached to people as they came in. <laughs> I think that was great. <laughs> um. So it's going to be a, a pretty fun year. Uh, obviously, E3 is a great time for gamers everywhere. Uh, it's a great time for a lot of companies to show off their new games that are coming out. For and promise us games that will never come out. That happens, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Some games just never see the light of day. Or, or, or they just get pushed back indefinitely. Yes. Like, think about... Um, think about... <laughs> Did I get rid of the Kratos beard? Yes. You can press F in the chat for the Kratos beard. Uh, it was getting too hot. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, I, just, it's, it's, <laughs> I at least kept a beard. So. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot outside. <laughs> um, but before we get into all the things that we are excited about that we may see at this E3, because we like to hashtag hype responsibly. Yes. For yourself, uh, I will. I will buy terrible collector's edition games. I kind of want the Biomutant collector's edition. It's going for so much on resale. I know, right? <laughs> but I want it like that. It's a little game that could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's get into um, some gaming news while we have you guys here. Uh, I want to talk about uh, something that's really cool that I found out about from a very unlikely. Uh, professional in the industry. Uh, so those of you who may or may not remember Maddie Rich, he is a video game creative director. Um, his biggest claim to gaming is the game One Eight Seven Ride or Die, which was published by Ubisoft. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a pretty good game if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, um, it is actually. Uh, but that's no that's no uh, like testament to this man's writing ability. Um, and he has started a creative writing program with the Center uh, for Learning Unlimited, uh, specifically geared towards autistic adults and getting them into video game writing. Uh, so that program uh, you can check out. Um, 
over at their website, which I'm going to pop over here. Their program is there. Um, you can definitely check out their writing program. They've won many awards. Um, they're about to showcase some new stuff soon uh, with some of the projects that they have uh, that have gotten uh, awards and nominations and things like that. So if you are an aspiring video game creator and are looking to break into the industry or at least find a way to get into the industry, you may want to check out uh, that particular website there, the CFLU.org, and uh, look up for the writing program that he has. Um, pretty good stuff. And I'm excited to see uh, what comes out of it because uh, a lot of these particular projects do make their way into actual full-fledged games. That's something to look forward to, and uh, definitely will keep you guys posted when uh, the announcements go live for the games that come out of uh, the recent adventures that they've had. Um, let's go down the gamut here, because uh, we got a lot of news. Uh, one of the things, uh, congratulations to Team Osobi. Uh, so those of you who... I, I, I now know why, what this... What this team reminds me of. The Ibo. Oh. <laughs> Sony's Ibo. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So Team Asobi, most famously for uh, the Astros Playroom uh, game that is on the PlayStation 5 and also the creators of Astrobot Rescue Mission, um, are now a new internal PlayStation studio. Um, they will be partnering. So Sony did a little bit of a restructuring with its uh, Japan studio. Uh, a couple of developers have left. Um, a lot of the uh, the creators behind Gravity Rush, some of the developers on The Last Guardian and Knack uh, left, unfortunately, due oh, to I this particular shakeup. A lot of them went to make their own new studios, um, but they absorbed Asobi into <laughs> Japan Studio, and they are currently working on some new games. So definitely going to be... Knack 3? Knack 3, or maybe some more Astro games. I, I would personally... The more Astro games. Astro's Playroom is really cool. I think it's, it was a really cool thing. I like the gotcha aspect of it, of like collecting everything. Yeah. A, a gotcha without having to actually pay money was definitely great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Astro's Playroom was really nice. It was a nice showcase for It was it. a good showcase for everything. Um, my only complaint, I think, is gyroscope on the controller. Right. Felt not sensitive. Yeah, it definitely was like a little too tight. Too tight. Like, yeah. like you, for certain things, you really have to overcompensate. I felt like, especially with the flying bits. Yes. Oh my god. I well, was like, I, I think for me, I, I felt the the hardest times to get it right were the parts where you were you in the um the, cli the climbing mon the monkey suit when you had to swing him oh, to climb. Yeah, that was pretty difficult. That was, uh, that was tough. Also, the cloud level where you had to balance the ball. Yeah, like, so oh my, that my, was annoying. That was, I'm just like, yeah, this controller is not tight enough. <laughs> well, it's too tight. Yeah. Um. So that Knockout City game is pretty popular. Told ya. <laughs> Knockout City has hit 5 million players during its 10-day free trial, which is insane when you think about it. Uh, Knockout City was free for 10 days. On the 21st, it launched at a $19.99 price point, available on PC and all consoles that you can uh, 
have essentially. Yeah, it's on everything. <laughs> uh, that free trial wrapped up at the end of May. Um, but they're going to do uh, another like free trial. I heard that they're extending it. Um, yeah, they're extending the block party to include a few like if there are major tournaments and you want to actually join in, they'll have like a tournament version. So people who don't have it can join in that way. I'm really surprised this game took off. Yeah, it's on. It's yeah, it's on Games Pass for free PC. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised this game took off as well as I think people were just excited for something. I it's you know what it is. It's what I consider the Splatoon effect. A lot of people didn't expect Splatoon to do well, right? And then but Splatoon was a good game. Yes. This is still, kind of boring. Eh, maybe for you, but like <laughs> it came at the right time because everyone's kind of burnt out on, on Fortnite, right? Now. All those As, other <laughs> or all the other types of games. And this one's kind of really simple to like, yeah, the super dodgeball for this for the NES. We haven't had a dodgeball game in forever. I mean, I get that, that that's like probably the main draw for it, the fact that we haven't had like a dodgeball related game. Uh it's a the it's last a very, time it's, we it's played also dodgeball a very stream was bullying too. Yes. Oh my god. So think about think about that. <laughs> uh it's also a very stream friendly game, so I think yeah. that's probably the biggest appeal for a lot of the market. It's the game that you can stream, make it entertaining. It is entertaining. Like to watch people rage in that game. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter Jesus. who you are. It is a game that everyone tryhards in because it's dodgeball. It's dodgeball. It, it's dodgeball. And it's just like and it's it's the perfect amount of people too because it's just three v three teams yeah. or the one v one mode if you have something to prove. I guess. I like the one v one mode. It just it just didn't like it didn't click for me. Like I'm glad it's doing well because you know we had that other EA game Rocket Arena, Rocket Arena that kind of like fizzled. Like I really liked Rocket Arena. But I was like, even I was like, this game doesn't have staying power. I realize why it doesn't have staying power, and that might go to another topic that we'll talk about later. Like what? Quake? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Because <laughs> I actually had this discussion recently. So you think, is, there, is there a comparison between Rocket Arena and Quake? Yes. It's okay. the arena shooter. That genre of gaming hasn't really taken off. You think about it. I guess. I think what it is is also is like there are too many games that try to be Quake with bunny hopping and everything in movement. Look at Diabolical. I love the game, but it's not fun when when you just play it when when all the Quake players move to a new game and then kind of just curb stomp you. That's the point. You gotta get good. Yeah, but nobody wants to do that anymore. People are lazy. Why are you gamers lazy? It's instant gratification. It's not really lazy. You just want those hits of dopamine. Not wrong. This is, this is why Gotcha works. Why Lawbreakers messed up. Why Lawbreakers could have been successful, but it's all your fault that Lawbreakers failed. Rest there were other rest issues with Lawbreakers. Rest in peace, Lawbreakers. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's interesting that we bring up Quake because uh, this month specifically and this year is Quake's twenty-fifth anniversary. Which Bethesda and, and Microsoft will do anything for it this year? I have no idea. I would hope they do something. You know what? With with Microsoft buying Bethesda, Quake Champions might get the shot in the arm that it needs. 
See, I don't want Crate Champions to be like a super console exclusive if they ever decide to port it to console. Um, I don't think. I don't think. No, Microsoft wouldn't do that. It's more about the platform. It'll be platform exclusive, so PC and console. Yeah. Um. Master Chief can now be in the game. The Gears of War characters can now be in the game. Yeah, I think the Gears of War characters would make more sense than Master. Chief. It's an arena shooter. The lo- the only arena shooter we have now is Halo. When you think about Team Slayer, yes, or even Free for All. <laughs> but Quake has been around for 25 years, which means I'm old. Because I used to go really hard in Quake 3 Arena when that I was a, came out. You want to talk about old? Mech Warriors 4. <laughs> What have we been doing with our lives? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I miss Quake. Yeah, no, yeah, everyone misses Quake. When was Quake 4? Quake 4 was like 360 era? No. Or before that, maybe? Hey, before that, I feel like. Quake 4, 2005. Yeah, so that was. Original Xbox That's original, and no. 360. Yeah. So I knew that was yeah. 360 era. <laughs> so the last mainline Quake game in the the series was 2006. We have Quake Champions out now, which is like a a hero arena shooter because all the characters have yeah, powers there. and stuff. Uh, it went free to play. Saw a nice resurgence. Still has tournaments online, which I think is great. So the community is there to a degree, but it doesn't get like the viewership as like some of these other games. Yeah. Do. Um, which is interesting because like you can also compare to something like most recently Valorant, which celebrated its first year in existence. And Riot made the announcement that Valorant is now coming to mobile. It will be on iOS and Android. Uh, they confirmed that it's in development, so we don't have like a release date just yet. Um, but pretty sure it's probably going to be something that's compatible with the two. Because like, play Fortnite on your phone and on your Switch. No, because yeah. uh, uh, League of Legends Wild Rift, I believe, is only League of Legends. Yeah, but it's like a light version of League of Legends. No, it's the exact same thing as League of Legends with touch controls. And some, um, just some streamline for just going through the shop. Quick. But that's about it. Oh. Exact same thing. Yeah. I see mobile and I just turn like my head off. So I'm like, oh, no, no I'm um, not doing that genre. I'm going to be honest. I don't think this is a smart move for Valorant. I can see why, uh, and for me, it's the fact that, like, it's sort of that, like, niche esport popularity, because it's not, like, the big one, not like Dota. No, it's going to run into the issue that Call of Duty Mobile ran. Yes, <laughs> I totally see that happening. Which though. is control scheme allowance. There mm. are people who are going to have phones, like the Asus ROG Phone 4, or the, RFone, the ROG Phone Three, which will be, which can connect to any Bluetooth um, controller, which will give you automatically an unbanned. 
because it will register the controller aim assist on, on top of the regular in-game. Well, you'll just, no, just, it doesn't even have uh, the in-game uh, controller aim assist. It will just, it's just more accurate than touch control. Okay. Touch controls haven't reached that point of accuracy. Sure. Yeah. So, then there's the other issue if you have other Android phones or tablets that could connect the keyboards and mice, and then there's that whole issue. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone probably, like, emulating it on PC. So, I don't know. It's, it's funny that I think, like, Valoran is such in such a weird space in terms of the competitive landscape. Because it was a game that I originally I was really hyped for, and then after playing it for a bit, I was just like, nope. Question, do you like Counter-Strike? I love Counter-Strike. My only issue with, with Valorant is that the games all that the guns all feel exactly the same. I think that's a large part of why I don't like Valorant. Except for the <laughs> shotguns. Yeah. Um the other so thing that doesn't appeal to me, I don't like how the powers look in game. How they're like all blocky and Okay, th that that is solely because they wanted the they wanted this to be the game that hit can run on almost any kind of hardware. So, so that is an actual des a, a design standpoint on the game. So it doesn't matter what hardware or integrated graphics that you're running, the game can still run at 144 frames per second. I, I kind of wish it looked better. That's just me. They might do a texture pack in the future. One of the things I don't like was the fact that the game, you literally went for 30 seconds without being able to see because of certain characters' grenades. Yes. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I... It's like, okay, stop playing because my, my screen's all green. Oh, now it's red. <laughs> now it's purple. They said they were going to fix that after the recent thing. Like, yeah, we realized that. Um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't really... I'm excited for Valorant because it has gotten the, the CSGO devs to get off their butts. To a degree. To yeah. a degree, so. And also same with Rainbow Six. Uh-huh. So, congratulations for breathing new life into, like, games that nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let's, let's go over some bad news, I guess. Uh, God of War was delayed until 2022. I'm upset. Okay, I understand. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen also. Oh, I'm still upset. I, this just makes me believe once again that Sony jumped the gun with their console. I think so. They saw, they knew that Nintendo had a new console out. They couldn't deal with that. They understood that Microsoft was also going to not deal with the fact that Nintendo has a new console and be able in to be in the news. I think both companies jumped the gun too. I really think because Nintendo set, I think Nintendo set the pace with the Switch. In all honesty. I don't know. I don't think they had to worry about the Switch. Like, I feel like the it, PS4... And I'm talking about not in terms of us gamers. I'm talking about this the is the sales market. The sales market to investors. Nobody. Everyone. What was the thing that we heard when the Switch first came out? The next gen of Zelda. The next gen of Zelda. Over and over again with Breath of the Wild. Right. And then it comes out. Everyone's like, "Oh, maybe the Switch won't do that well." And it did really well. That's because it released at a cheaper price point. Yeah. And I think that took the investors, the people who really pull the strings at both companies, 
they'd be like, we need to release next gen now because Nintendo did it. It's like Nintendo didn't release next gen. Yeah. Nintendo caught up the current gen. Tell that to the investors who don't play video games. Exactly. <laughs> so I 100% believe that both Sony and Microsoft were forced to release consoles that were not meant for 2020. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> that is a hard that is a hardware problem that I actually did research on and that has something to do that's industry-wide. And has something to do with the type of switch that they're using. Yep. And the only way to fix it is to, is to actually change out that switch. But nobody wants to pay the royalties to the company that now owns the better switch. Because <laughs> money. <laughs> it's always money. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's obvious that both companies released their new systems way too early. And I'm talking about both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X slash S. Yeah. Like, you had, a, you had a system that said, okay, well, we have some of these games that are ready to go on PS5 technology. And then you had a system that was like, we're going to launch with nothing. Because that'll be okay. And they banked on Games Pass and Nostalgia. And you know what? That's working for them. Uh, it, works, <laughs> it, works, uh, it works for them. Doesn't necessarily work for me. Um, but at the same token, you know, the PlayStation 5, even though I love the system, it's definitely suffering from that, that drought. That drought of where is the great first party games? Because we had Demon's Souls at launch. We didn't I really didn't consider that a first party game. It is. It is, but it's it, from, they don't own from software. Well, that's because, so it's second party. So the funny thing is, is that's why From Software yeah. had to go to Dark Souls. I know Sony owned the trademark to Demon yeah Souls. to Demon Souls. I know, I know. <laughs> they own the trademark, but not the development company. It's, yeah. Um. I mean, Blue Point Studios did a phenomenal job. It's like Pokemon, technically. In a way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blue Point Studios did a a very good job. Oh yeah, they did taking what was there and making it into what that game is. I, I'm playing it um, right now, actually. But aside from Demon's Souls, we didn't really get a true PlayStation 5 exclusive until Returner earlier this year, which was March. And the next big thing that we have coming Ratchet out this year is Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart, which is next week. Which, in my opinion, I consider more of a, son- of a, yeah. of a PlayStation game than Returnal. Yes. Um. So I think... The drought hurts the appeal of having the PlayStation 5. Um, like me, I got like, my thing was this. Like if I didn't get my pre-order, yeah. I was just going to be like, you know, I don't need a PS5. I'll, just, I'll still be playing PS4 right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I did it just because I want to see what I could get first, that or the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> and surprisingly, I managed to get both at the same time. That's funny. Um... <laughs> So I'm not I'm not like disappointed with my purchase because I, I I got my system and it's doing what I wanted it for. Yeah. I was like, I want to be able to play my games faster to a bit. And uh, specifically Destiny 2. Um but That's fair. <laughs> um I'm not disappointed with the Series X because I already had Games Pass Ultimate. Right. But I wanted I, I really wanted to use it with the, the Series X. So the fact that I was able to play this into my entire back catalog. And now I'm playing through all the Yakuza games. <laughs> like, without having to dig for the physical discs and go yeah. from console to console. is just such a nice thing. So, 
the, the fact that God of War got pushed back to 2022 uh, hurts. Um, there's rumblings that Horizon 2 Forbidden West may follow suit. And I'm like, if that happens, what does that leave Sony having for this holiday season, if anything at all? Really what? want me to say it? PlayStation All-Stars 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, all seriousness. I, I, I think that's why they did the showcase for Horizon yeah. to kind of put it in our minds. I feel like Horizon is going to be the holiday title that they're going to push out. Yes and no at all. In my opinion, it all really depends. Where is that development team located? In the UK. Gorilla. Okay, so it should be fine. I'm just going by everything with COVID-related stuff right yes. now. Because um, if there is a COVID resurgence, like what's happening in Japan right now, right. we're going to get a lot of games that are going to get pushed back. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to... I'm not going to butcher this like there's a lot of games that are gonna get pushed back it wouldn't surprise me that if nintendo pushes back games because of the whole work from home things mm-hmm. where they saw king of fighters 15 get pushed back yep. the, and they specifically cited the new the recent covid sur- resurgence yeah as the reasoning so if guerrilla games has managed to keep everyone safe and managed to keep everyone on a good clip this year if they fall behind next year yeah, because Sony doesn't want to do the thing that CD Projekt Red had to do and push out an unfinished game. Well, that is definitely not something Sony wants to do, especially in the early days of a console. Well, the early like first year, year of a console of a console. Um, the first year makes or breaks a console, and we saw that with Nintendo swinging their first year. We had a Zelda. We had so much within the first Split six two, months alone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I wasn't even expecting a Mario game until maybe year three. Yeah. Second year. Here's a Mario game. I'm like, what? where did you come from? So it was like, it dropped with Breath of the Wild at launch. We got like, I think, Arms and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and, and Splatoon, Splatoon all like in, in monthly increments yeah. in succession. And, and I was like, this is fantastic. This I love my <laughs> Nintendo Switch. This is great. Everyone's like, oh, but what happens if you know they don't come out with anything for like another year? And I'm like, do you understand how much how stuff, stuff is in these games? <laughs> <laughs> Plus all the indie games that were coming out in between. The super microwave room. <laughs> <laughs> I love how my son is just a little troll in the chat. It's the most hilarious this. thing this ever. It's great. adorable. It's great. I love this. <laughs> but um <laughs> speaking of Nintendo. There are rumors about the hardware. Um, Supposedly for the... I'm calling it the Super Nintendo Switch. I refuse to call it the Switch Pro. So, here's the thing. Like, if they come out with a hardware revision, great, that's fine, whatever. I don't think they need it. I don't think they need it either. But, but, the chipset that the Switch is built on is showing its age in terms of firmware and um <laughs> that is great i want that screen cat that is perfect <laughs> um in terms of firmware and security not in terms of processing power i'm just talking about straight up security and that's going to lead to issues later on. NVIDIA is ending support for that by at least 2022. 
um, officially. Like, they'll still support the Switch versions right. with firmware and security patches and stuff like that. But officially for everyone else, that firmware is going to be dropped off to legacy. Yeah. So it's not as much of a matter of needing to do it because, oh, we need to compete. It's, 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 it's more of a matter of, hey, maybe for security purposes, we should probably update the hardware. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for a, a Switch Pro, so to speak. They did announce at this, when they announced their E3 thing, is going to be software focused. And everyone's like, oh, that's sad. No new hardware. I'm like, don't discount that until like... I feel like mid-summer they might do a I direct. feel like Nintendo wouldn't do it at E3. No, they wouldn't. Like, they do especially it if own. it's just a digital-only thing. Like, it, I think it would be very different if E3 was actual physical thing. Oh, and yeah, they would have been like, here. Here it is. Have yeah. fun. Yeah, basically. Um, do you think they'll still keep the same like Joy-Con remove, plug yes. TV kind of thing? Yeah, no, that, that, that will not change because that is really the gimmick. Mm-hmm. What I think they're going to do, though, is I don't think it's a new system, personally. No, it's just it's an upgraded hardware of the. Same I thing. think that the Switch dock might also receive something. Mm-hmm. So you get like the same, not the same kind of hardware, but like a low, like 1080p stuff. Well, the thing in the uh, one on of the, the things that people have been asking for, and Nintendo's aware that there's a demand for, is the 4K output for the game. Yes. So I the think problem anything, is the problem is with the current hardware. The U- the USB Type C port does not actually have hardware encoded mm-hmm. for those two extra lanes that you need. That is that is the only thing. So that's not even a firmware thing that they can upgrade. That is right. literally they need to solder on two extra lanes. So, so so like it makes sense for them to do it. I don't yeah. think they need it, but I can see why uh, a new system could be announced sometime this year. Um, I don't think they're going to do it at E3. I'll be very surprised if they do. No, they won't. They already said that it'll be a software showcase only. Yeah. Um, but before, before that... Before we continue into Nintendo and the rest of the E3 news, where we urge you once again to hashtag hype responsibly. Nope. Uh, Dark Horse Comics has revealed a new division, Dark Horse Games. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dark Horse are the guys behind Hellboy, Sin City, and Umbrella Academy. I want... My Hellboy DMC game. I want a Sin City GTA style game. Where I play yeah. as Marv. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't they also own V for Vendetta or is that... I think V for Vendetta is... Uh, no, no. Uh, DC. Oh, okay. Um, I want... Yeah, we, we need a, a Hellboy game that plays like Devil May Cry and is directed by Guillermo del Toro. So, um, yeah, so Dark Horse Games uh, has their website up. Their website states that their mission is to bring joy and entertainment through Dark Horse Comics portfolio of over 425 story driven, diverse and unique worlds and characters by bringing them to games. Uh, They are intending to work with other companies to develop the games. They believe that key partnerships with top game companies for their popular IPs are the optimal path to create the best gaming experience for players. Um, so yeah, they're gonna their first focus is gonna be refreshing older and less established IPs as the games first. Uh, so we'll see what that means. Uh, obviously, the big draw for a lot of people is hopefully a good Hellboy game. Does that mean we're getting a Duckman video game? 
<laughs> that would be something. <laughs> or the mask. That's right. Dark Horse does own the mask. And Time Cop. Mm. Big guy, the rusty robot. Yeah. That, what I'm thinking of... Uh, oh my god. So, this is a comment I love. Um, do you remember... Con- Jimbo. Do you remember Concrete? Yeah. I don't know how they would do a game built on that universe, but Ooh. I would like to see that somehow. But... Um, yeah, Dark, Dark, Dark Horse has Usagi or Jimbo. No, I'm sorry. I don't know. No, yeah, Dark Horse still has Usagi or Jimbo. Yeah, because they're, they're doing the upcoming project with it. Yes. Which means... Imagine if they gave it to the team that did, um, what's it called? PS4 game. I'm drawing a blank. Samurai game. What is it called? Ghost of Shima? Yes. Ghost of Shima. <laughs> but an Usagi game. <laughs> Usagi or Jimbo. Like, give it to that team, but just do that whole universe. That would be something. That would be beautiful. <laughs> I got that they own that. Yeah. Wait, who owns TMNT? Nickelodeon. Uh, the for, well, for uh, comics, it's uh, IDW, I believe. Um, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has I know, a yeah. franchise is owned by Nickelodeon. Tank Girl. Oh, Tank Girl. Oh. Whoa. We might actually get a proper Alien versus Predator game, too. No, because both Aliens and Predator are owned by Marvel. They lo- Dark Horse lost those. From Dark Horse. <laughs> uh, definitely Hellboy. There's, definitely, there's, there's, yeah. There definitely has to be some type of Hellboy game made. Anyway, uh, E3 is rapidly approaching. It is literally... Uh, the first day is the 12th, so we are a little over a week away from what is E3, which is currently being reimagined as an all-virtual event. So all this is going to be... Online, we're going to have streamed content between June 12th and the 15th. Uh, expected appearances are Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Take 2 Interactive, Warner Brothers Games will be there, Sega, Bandai Namco, and a few more. Uh, our perennial favorite host with the most, Jeff Keighley, is doing the Summer Games Fest. And Golden Boy. And Golden Boy. They're going to be hosting the Summer Games Fest which is also slated to have some exclusive trailers. Yep. Uh, a lot of uh, rumblings about what's probably going to be shown. A lot of people are finally hoping that we get something on Elden Ring, <laughs> which is the... Uh... You know why I, I slow blinked <laughs> like that. You know exactly why. Because Elden Ring doesn't exist. I know. No. It's probably... You, know you want to know what it is? I bet you it's 99% done. They just don't have an ending for it. <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> See, you're sitting there laughing because you're like, ha, 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 ha. "Oh God, he's right." <laughs> so that joke for those for those of you who aren't literary nerds is because the writer of Elden Ring is the same writer of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones also has an ending because he doesn't know how to end that. Yeah, he he built such a beautiful world. He doesn't know how to end it. <laughs> like he he's actually admitted. He's like, I don't know how to end this. <laughs> so. They've really revealed their schedule, and uh, we're going to kind of like go through some of the big, sort of quote-unquote big ones. Uh, the first day, which is Saturday, June 12th, uh, showcases are going to be presented by Ubisoft and Gearbox Entertainment. 
So, so I'm looking forward to Ubisoft, not Gearbox. Uh, Ubisoft, I want. I know they're probably going to show off a lot of updates for their current games. Obviously, there's going to be something for like For Honor. They're going to have some updates for Watch Dogs. Uh, we'll probably see some more stuff for the crew too. Because Beyond Good and Evil 2. That, does that game still... Is Michael Ansel alive? Did they not kill him yet? No. Like, <laughs> remember, he got sidetracked because he wanted to work on his other game, which is Rayman. <laughs> That's actually the reason why he stopped development it, on it. He thought, I was like, I want to make a Rayman game. And it was, I was like, we technically can't fire you. Yeah. So here's some money. <laughs> I can imagine Michael Ansel just like strapped to a chair, tied with a gun to his head. And a see, bunch of like French assassins standing around. See, him. I see. I think it's the other way around. You think he's the one? I think he's the one with the gun in his hand because they. Re- he's like, what's it? He's like the um. He's like the writer for Yotsuba. The magazine wants to fire him, but the second they fire him, the magazine goes under. <laughs> so it, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I mean, obviously they're gonna have more on Far Cry Six. They just dropped a new updated trailer. It's, it, I, the thing for is, Far Cry Six, but it's like that was ahead of E3. What what could you possibly show us more at E3? The battle royale mode for Far Cry. <laughs> I, that if any game deserves a battle royale mode, it is Far Cry. Let's be honest. Uh, um, <laughs> they also have Rainbow Six Siege, so I'm sure they're gonna have some type of update for that. But as far as new games, I think we're finally gonna see Splinter Cell. I, if they remember that Splinter Cell exists, <laughs> um. I was going to say there was that Rainbow Six Outbreak game that they announced like way back at one of the... Wait, Ubisoft that never came out? That hasn't come out yet. So you're telling me in 2021 I'm going to get two zombie fo- team-based focused games. One through Resident Evil 6 and one through Ubisoft? Well, the Outbreak one doesn't have zombies. No, it's just you're fighting off. Super coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the same thing as what's it called? That's an evil. Yeah. Those aren't zombies. No, it's mold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the super Rona. Uh, so Gearbox is also going to have their showcase. What do they have to show? What are they? I, I don't know. What oh, the- Homeland 3. Uh, Homeworld 3. So like Gearbox. Has- an RTS game that I think I'm the only person in the world who probably cares about. They're making an RTS game? Yeah, Homeworld. Oh. Remember the old Homeworld games? They did they when they redid the Masters, they sold so well that the devs went back to Gearbox like, can we make three? After we made the prequel? And they're like, sure, it sells. We don't know why it sells. Maybe they'll update Godfall so it can be a good game. Didn't they just release stuff for Godfall? Hell if I know. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Ubisoft's game. Never mind. War Honor? No, the uh, Phoenix. Immortals? Yeah. Yeah, it had, they, a, they it, literally, it had, it had yeah. three DLCs like yeah. almost a month apart. Yeah. And they <laughs> were all like three hours long, but they were all fantastic. Yeah, so. so. It was great. Uh, I would like to see them do something more with the Immortals, but I think the DLC is probably what's holding them over. So we probably won't see anything new for the Immortals. New DLC. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> Watch. New Watch. Immortals Phoenix Rising DLC. Like, yes, give me. <laughs> oh, that game was so good. Like it's six hours of content. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Gearbox is going to show off. Uh, maybe there's going to be like some new Borderlands update. Well, they did say that they're doing Borderlands spinoffs. True. So, so there'll be that. Maybe there's like a teaser trailer for. Yeah. It. I know that they wanted to do a Tiny Tina spinoff, so probably we'll see something behind that uh, from Gearbox. 
Uh, that following Sunday, we have the PC Gaming Show. As, yes. well, as well as the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. Yes. Which is going to be amazing because uh, we all know that Bethesda was recently purchased by Xbox. So a lot of those games are definitely going to... I expect some- three things. A Quake Champions update where it's coming to, to Series XS and Game Pass. Yeah. With like Master Chief or something. We're definitely going to see Halo <laughs> Infinite stuff. Will they finally show Halo Infinite? <laughs> no, yeah. they've been. That, that was actually um, the Halo team... Actually posted a blog. There's, they've been doing monthly blog posts talking about Halo Infinite, okay. and they missed Maze. And it was a one line blog post saying, "Hey, we're too busy prepping for E3." So that's the blog post. Okay. And it's like cool. Everyone's like cool. And it's like also here's what we're doing for esports, and I'm just like, that's a lot of stuff they're doing for esports. Nice. It's actually insane how much. Like I didn't know. I didn't realize how much how nice the skins were for guns in that game. <laughs> um, we're also going to see Starfield most likely. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the Bethesda library is going to make up most of that. Yeah, part- Bethesda. Um, maybe something new from Ninja Theory. Like, I want to see something on the new two. I would hope to see that. Maybe a new Killer Instinct. No one could hope. I would actually. I would like. I would like that actually. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be followed up with the Square Enix presents. Man. Um. I'm kind of mad on that, but I am excited to know that they have confirmed that they will show off uh, an update on the upcoming Platinum Games game, Babylon's Fall. Uh, there is a new game coming from IDOS Montreal. So this is a team that has worked on like the Tomb Raider games. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, like the Crystal Dynamics team that worked on that. Like they did the make, they made the good game. Uh, so there, there's a new game coming from them. Um, I would hope that maybe they remembered Legacy of Kane exists. One could pray and cross fingers. I hope. Um, there's going to be a closer look at Life is Strange True Colors, which is coming out later this year. There's Life is Strange Remastered Collection is also something that is coming out later this year. Uh, no word on uh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16, we're probably not going to see for a while. That's probably true. No, what about that other that, that new project? Not, that's not Final Fantasy, but I keep thinking it's Final Fantasy. Oh, the the, the rumored ninjas, the not the uh, team. No, the thing that they showed um at the PlayStation. Um, what was it called? Forspoken. Yes. Uh, that they're not. We're not going to see that for a while. <laughs> maybe that. I mean, you know what? That could be Sony's big game for this year. Maybe. I mean, that's a Square Enix game, so it's not a Sony. Game. But it's a exclusive. That doesn't mean anything. I know, but. <laughs> If the other two get pushed off, then you have one thing. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm trying to give you something. Look, (laughs) I am a huge Sony fan. I know, I know. I am looking at you like Sony's gonna drop the ball this year. I know. I hope they prove me wrong. I'm trying to give you. I hope they prove me wrong, but they're gonna drop the ball. Listen, it's like I'm throwing you the life vest, and you're just like, no. Like I'm gonna see. I'm gonna paddle (laughs) and wait (laughs) and wait till 2022, (laughs) and then I will go back on the boat and go, boy. Um, no, like, I just, like, I, I don't expect much to, like, for some reason, this is my real gut feeling. I really don't expect much from this E3. That's uh, fair. That's a, fair. A lot of the titles, I think we're really already, you know, I'll be happy if there's actual surprises. I, like, I would love, I, there's this rumor going around that, um, the team, uh, the Ninja Gaiden developers, Team Ninja. Yeah. 
they are working on a Final Fantasy game that's supposed to be like a in the universe of the first Final first, Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that's that before, supposed yeah. to be like an action RPG in yeah. the style of Dark Souls. Now that has me hyped. That does have me. It's hype. Final Fantasy, and I would and, love. Uh, it's gonna be so difficult. Yeah, that, I, I know I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big rumor that's yeah. going around, and a lot of signs are pointing that they're going to show this game off at E3. True. We hope. I don't know, but so, uh, don't yeah. know. Then there's Monday. So Monday is the day that I am mostly looking forward to because it's all Capcom, and we all know Capcom's going to throw like everything in, at us. Um, they're not going to give me Breath of Fire. Oh, I don't know why you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the big thing is Capcom is set to reveal their new game, Pragmata, at this E3. So we're going to see more about Was that. Was that, that weird trailer? That weird with the, the trailer with yeah. the astronaut and everything? I yeah. forgot that existed. Yeah. So that game is going <laughs> to... Breath of Fire. So everyone loves that. You know, everyone wants to clamor for Breath of Fire. It's a mobile game in Japan. It's a mobile game in Japan. It's been relegated to literal C-level status. It's been relegated to Crap Fest. Because Newsflash, and this is something that people need to remember. A lot of these games, a lot of these game companies um, go off of profitability more than anything. The Breath of Fire games haven't sold great at all. So Capcom's kind of been like, we're going to put this into where it's going to make the easy money. And that's in mobile As gotcha. Gaming, and it's a gotcha. And uh, it's terrible. <laughs> it hurts. So this is why I always say the theme of today's show, hashtag hype responsibly. <laughs> As the person who bought the No Man's Skies Collector Edition physical. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let the man dream. Shots fired, thank you. Uh, Take Two is going to have a showcase. They have revealed no details on what they're going to basically reveal, but it's 2K games, so it could be anything at this point. Uh, Tuesday, we have the Nintendo Direct and the Treehouse Live. Nintendo has been very keen to specify that It it is software only. And we get three hours of gameplay, which means but they're going to reveal something. Yeah. And I think if they're going to reveal something that needs three hours of gameplay, it could be one of two things. We actually get Breath of the Wild 2, or they finally show off Metroid Prime. Yeah. That's the, or, I, I don't see them spending three hours of gameplay on any other title. A monolith soft RPG. As if... <laughs> <laughs> They would never give us a new F Zero. F Zero actually didn't sell well for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's three hours of racing. racing. That oh, was <laughs> all the races. Oh, I-, I would love a new F Zero, uh, but I understand that the difficulties that Nintendo has with that particular franchise. Um, as popular and as loved as F Zero GX is from the GameCube, Nintendo felt that it was too hard, and it didn't. They didn't. It didn't it, sell well. The arcades didn't sell well, and the anime was a complete bust. Yeah, that too. That that entire IP sadly has become what's called a, a write-off IP. So if Nintendo wants to bring it back, they're gonna have to pay the back taxes on that. There's only one franchise that I know of in history right now that has done that, and it's not even in video gaming. It's IGPX. Cartoon Network decided to pay the back taxes again, so Toonami can air the old episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, the so, only other thing I could think of 
It's because it's been long enough, like I mentioned before, was a model of software. A model of software, because... Or, we could talk about that survey. Yeah, that too. So, one of the things that we were debating before the show is, it has been three years since um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. Which means Monolith Software has been kind of sitting there doing what? what? <laughs> so I think there's probably going to be a new Xenoblade game. I, I feel like it's time yeah. for Monolith Software to reveal either a new Xenoblade Chronicles or, a, new or a brand new IP. I lean on a new IP. Yeah. Um, and that's because Nintendo has said they want to have new IPs yeah. come forth. So. Um, mm. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but I feel like it, it's time that we get something on Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know, because like we just had the direct where uh you know you know I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm hoping I pronounced that right. Um right. the Legend of Zelda guy said that like yeah. there's still harder development, they can't show anything just yet. But they said that they will show something. So maybe this yeah. is a something they're gonna show. They, I think it's gonna be something that they're gonna show. I think I think the real difference here is um, they know Metroid is, is not a console mover in general because those games don't really sell well regardless of how loud the fandom is. Mm-hmm. But they know that it is a beloved series. Yes. So they might do something. They might show something. We might get the Who Metroid knows? Prime 3 collection brought to Switch for the summer to hold us over, which... You know, that's something I could see them doing. So Nintendo would not waste three hours on Skyward Sword because they've already shown, shown off, off that game. Yeah. Like, there's no They reason. will show, they will, it's They'll probably show old. something, a trailer, like, during the 40-minute no, no, no. presentation. It is, uh, the Treehouse is three hours of gameplay in general. Doesn't mean that it will be just one game that they show off. They tend to do the Treehouse of, like, they'll probably show some of the games that are coming out now. Yeah. In all honesty. So we might get some Skyward Sword stuff. We might get some Mario Golf stuff. But, I mean, they might also show, like, what they did last year, out of nowhere, here's Paper Mario. Like, where did you come from? Yeah. (laughs) There's definitely going to be, I feel like there's definitely going to be a surprise release from Nintendo. Hey, we Um, might even see gameplay of uh, No More Heroes 3. (laughs) That too. Oh, that game's also coming out in August. In August, yeah, so. I think it's about time we got a No More Heroes 3 update. Uh, Nintendo also did recently release a survey asking if people would pay $50 for a new WarioWare game. Yes. 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 <laughs> Just throw money in. Yes, I threw money at the camera. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. <laughs> what was that wrestler who would buy people? It was Hulk Hogan's. He was like the rich guy who would buy dollar man. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh. Oh, But yes, Nintendo. The the answer is yes. Definitely yes. I would. I would love a new Warrior. Uh, Bandai Namco is also slated to have uh, a showcase. No, no details on that. I'm I already know what it is. It's a new Tales game. <laughs> a new Tales game and insert anime fighter here. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, 
And that's on the 15th. On Thursday, July 22nd, which is well after E3, uh, there is a EA Play Live where EA is going to show off developments on their games and some new titles as well. Imagine if EA comes out with a new IP that's like, and we both sit here like, where was this? Where was this EA? I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like EA is in this weird spot where like they're trying to climb out of their notoriety as one of the worst companies in gaming, but they still keep doing dumb stuff. <laughs> I, you know what? I, someone made a point to me. I can't be mad at them over FIFA anymore because if you look at the history of FIFA, it's like you made your bed with one of literally the evil, evilest sports organization in the world, in world history. Yes. So, in that relationship, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put all that on FIFA, not EA. <laughs> they're just they're just doing a day job. That that's their day job. It's like for sure. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, so just put this. Uh, just through Ubisoft forwards uh, during E3 is slated to show off Rainbow Six Quarantine. So we're finally going to see what that. Game that's cool. I'm ex- I'm actually excited for that game. So I won't be on Good and Evil Two news. Imagine if they just drop a release date. It's like, here it is. And everyone's just going to sit here and be like, I, you can't just do that. <laughs> I hope so. I, I want, I want, I want games that I've been waiting for. Like, I'm, I'm excited that Square Enix is going to update us on Babylon's Fall. I've been waiting that for like three years now. I mean, we saw the closed beta for it on Steam. Yeah, so there was a Steam listing for the closed beta of Babylon's Fall, which... Is intri- is interesting to me because I'm like, why would a single player action RPG need a beta? Um, Unless it's gonna have some type of online. I don't think. Component? I don't. No, I, I don't think it's gonna be that. What I think it is is a lot of single player games get betas on Steam because that's how they're gonna distribute the beta, and then it's a lockdown system. Um, Half Life Alex did this. Okay. So what Valve did was they sent out. And then gave you a specific code to access. It was like a Steam login. And only you could use to access that beta. That's it. Try the game. To try the game. And then okay. when you closed it out, it required you to fill out um, notes and things of bugs and stuff like that. Okay. So I know that is something that is built into Steam database in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't expect that game to be on PC, though. I really didn't expect that game to be on PC. I expect that to be a console exclusive game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, we also probably because during the PC game show, Valve is slated to show off whatever their new project is. The new hardware project. Right. Which is apparently a PC version of the Switch. Using AMD hardware. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So E3 is next week. Um, it's early in the week, so I don't think we're gonna be able to do a, like our live reacts. I'll have things up at the cafe, like it'll be on the TV. So yeah, you can- so you can definitely check it out over at the Waypoint Cafe, located at sixty-five Ludlow Street, which is where we are coming to you live from on this Doug Bowser hype train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you want to keep the conversation going, you can definitely do so over at our Discord. Uh, feel free to tag me. Let me know what you thought about any of the topics we discussed on today's show. On top of that, 
if you are interested in helping us out outside of sharing our content and giving us a follow, maybe a little subscription, we also can check out our merch over at our stream element shop. We have our D hoodie, our D t-shirts and our D mug. Definitely check out our sponsor, imageanime.com, and use our promo code DISCOUNT20 for 20% off all in-stock items over at imageanime.com. The Waypoint Cafe also has a small pop-up shop on some of those items that you can purchase. There's statues, there's figmas, there's action figures, model kits, the whole nine. You can check those out over at the Waypoint Cafe as well. Stick around after the show. We have RJ and Joel coming through with some more of Famicom det Detective. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, until next time, you've been decoded.